edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting beside me here is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? You really know how to make me feel better, you know that? Esteemed co-host? Like, it makes it seem like you like me or something. I try my best to put on a brave face. True. True. I mean, that is one hard face to stare at for an hour and a half, so. We have been with each other for a long time today. Dominic, you actually went to the gym. Hey, let's not talk about that. You know, let's have private I'm trying life. to put you over. You're trying to better your life. What, You're on a diet this, plan. This, 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 you know, that, that's our private life, Brandon. You know, I don't want people to know exactly who I am. Leave uh, some of the mystique. You know, when, I, when this podcast ends, I want people to think, damn, you know, he's very enigmatic, you know. Kayfabe. Yes. Kayfabe. So, you know, this is curveballs and chair shots, so we're gonna th- I'm going to throw a curveball at you, Dominic. Normally, you would think, oh, it's two weeks before the Super Bowl championship weekend. We're going to talk about football first. Yeah. But no. We're going to talk about probably the biggest story of the decade thus far. Maybe it's going to be the biggest story of the decade when all said and done, because maybe some other things will be uncovered. But the Astros and the cheating scandal, the trash can gate, whatever you want to call it, sanctions were handed down on Monday. Jeff Loonhow, the GM of the Astros, Aja Hinch, the manager of the Astros, have been suspended for a year, and quickly after that, they were fired, or let go, by the Astros owner. They will also, the Astros that is, be taking away their first and second round picks for 2020 and 2021, and they will have to pay a $5 million fine. There's a lot of branches to talk about, a lot of different things going on, that even late-breaking stuff today, yesterday, but we're just going to talk about Monday for right now. Okay. And then we're going to keep moving on as time progresses. So, Dominic, your initial thoughts of the suspension of everything that happened with MLB, I think rightly so, bringing the hammer down on the Astros. See, okay, I agree with the suspension, which I figured was going to lead to the you know, were they fired? Did they mutually agree? Um, do you know anything? If they were actually fired, or were they? Well, in the press, say like AOS? in the press conference, the owner said that I have decided to let them go. Oh, I mean they're going to be gone for a year anyway, so yeah, it really doesn't matter. And the talk around the league is, why do you give him? Because AJ Hinch, from all reports, he wasn't. Really, you know, in, he wasn't the one who was leading this. This was more Alex Cora, which we'll talk about him in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But A.J. Hinch, who is the manager who obviously will lead the team on the field, yeah. he is taking the brunt and the fall for all these things that are taking place when, honestly, he had some sort. I mean, obviously, he was uh, – he, he didn't turn anybody in. Yeah. He was let, – he let it go. So, Dominic, do you think that giving the GM and the coach – the brunt of the suspension beside, instead of punishing the players, or is that kind of open up a Pandora's box that, how can you exactly tell, because if you suspend the star players, but the bench players are also involved, how do you, you know, kind of figure you out who exactly was doing everybody? the Astros for one year. You hurt the whole entire organization. You give them a death penalty. Yes. And it's, you, you know, you guys still have games, 
but it doesn't matter if you win the game, you lose it. You go zero and whatever. Or you can just say, you can go the NCAA route and say, you can play, you can do whatever you want, but you're not going to make the postseason. Well, there you go. Screw over every other team, but... Okay, Dominic, we have a lot of shit to talk about. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not talk about hypotheticals. Let's talk about what actually happened. Do, do you think the players should have been indicted on some account? Or is that just too much? Too many people if to really... If they have the proof. If they have undeniable proof, yes. Did they find proof, Brandon? I mean, they found proof that there was something going on, that there was a monitor and there was a trash can banging and it just kind of escalated. And people are going to say, like, oh, you know... Mike Fires is a bitch. Mike Fires is a, uh, a snitch. Jessica Mendoza, which she's given her scalding hot take yesterday about how Mike Fires should have kept his fucking mouth shut. Maybe she should have kept her fucking mouth shut because people knew about this going back for years on end. You know, this happened in 2017. It probably happened in 2016. We're going to talk about stuff that happened in 2019. So obviously the Astros have been knowing, people have been knowing that the Astros have been doing shit like this for a long ass time. And Mike Fires is just the person who had, had the balls enough to say it. So hopefully. Lit the fire. We're going to go to Ace Fan Fest next week, and hopefully we're going to meet Mike Fires, shake his hand, I can, he can sign my, you know, because we're at his no-hitter, so I'll have him sign my ticket, and I'll be like, you know, you're a brave man. Hug him, make him a nice hard cry. And then he says, you know what, you're my new best friend. There you go. You want to do a podcast together? And I kick you out, and Mike Fires is sitting in your chair. Can you imagine that? No, because it's not going to happen. I know. But anyway, He's going to say, yeah, thanks, bud. Dominic, your thoughts on the other aspects of the punishment, first and second year our first and second round picks for the next two years taken away. I think those might be the harshest punishments because, especially with the Astros, they built everything from the ground up. That's going to hurt them in the long haul because you look at all the picks that they have now. Bregman, Altuve, Springer, and all those people are homegrown, and now you're going to take away your four best players in the next two years. I mean, it is to me a little harsh because um, now if there was a few players that wanted to be on the Astros – you're hurting that those players. Um, I, I can't ignore that. I'm sorry. The studio audience is watching Netflix, and she's popping and laughing, and something's going on. Dominic apparently can't. I can't. Well, well when I hear, oh, and then fucking snorting shit, it's kind of hard to fucking sorry. ignore it. Shit. Um, but I, I feel like maybe 2020, I, don't, I think 2021 is kind of much. Um you don't, I think MLB, you know, it, to me, it, it's justified, but, you know, it, it's, it's, you're going to hurt a team so much that their chances of really doing well are kind of now even worse off, you know, and to me, that's... So you're telling me the Astros aren't going to do anything this year? Not saying this year, not saying next year, but, you know, I, do I think they'll make postseason? Maybe. Do I see them win an old series? No. You know, I still say the Astros are going to win the West as much as I hope that they don't. I wish the A's would win the West, but I mean, as an A's fan, obviously I'm going to be salty about this. Not as salty as the Dodgers or the Yankees or people who face it in the playoffs, but you know, 18, 19, win, lose a game here or there, maybe the A's win the West. Who knows? I mean, if you look at the maybe world, the A's win the World Series and win it. No, they probably just choke. They they choke in you know five games instead of just one. Yes. But anyways, uh, I am, I guess I'd be on the opposite side of you. I think that this was a perfect, I don't, I'm not going to say perfect, but I think you definitely want to drop the hammer on them, show the rest of the team. Do you think they were too, do you think they're too lenient? Or do you think they should have done more? 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly how far you can go. If you start suspending players, I don't know exactly if the players union would be all for that. But then it also goes two ways. Like the players union should stand up for the people who are getting suspended, but you should also stand up for the players who are getting fucked over with all this science dealing. So I think it was kind of the perfect middle ground, just kind of showing everybody because there was the Apple Watch scandal that happened with the Yankees and Red Sox a few years ago. And Rob Manfred was like, look, we're not going to do this ever again. If you guys get caught, something's going to happen. And obviously the Astros got caught. They got caught. Maybe there's other stuff going on, not only with the Astros, but there's also kind of rumblings that maybe this happens with some other teams, Yankees, you know, Yankees, Red Sox, obviously, and the Dodgers and people are, you know, the Yankees and Dodgers kind of like beating their chest and say we should be the World Series champs. But I've heard rumblings and maybe they're, they could have been doing stuff like that too. So here's my thing, because I keep hearing and seeing this. Should they be stripped of that title? No, I mean, I... Asterisk? The asterisk? The asterisk? Asterisk. But uh, being, you know, I'm a huge Reggie Bush fan. Reggie had to take away, or they had to forfeit his Heisman Trophy and all those stats and whatever. But it's like, yeah, you can technically take it away, but everybody knows who was the best player that year, who actually won the World Series. Yes, the Reggie Bush thing is different because that's not really on-the-field stuff that happened. The Astros is more on the field stuff, but it's like, you can't just, like, take it away and, like, give it to somebody else. I mean, are you going to take away the Cincinnati Reds World Series from the Black Sox scandal 100 years ago? No. Exactly. I mean, technically, the the Reds did win it, and the White Sox did throw the game, but it is what it is. You know, 100 years. Something with the year 19. The year 19. Something got to happen for the for baseball. It's a little, a little scary. What's going to happen in 3019? We still be doing this podcast. Come the fuck down. So, moving on, continuing on with this story, Alex Cora, who was the bench coach for the Astros, was heavily linked. Him being pretty much the head honcho in this whole shenanigans. He and the Red Sox have mutually parted ways. And Carlos Beltran, who is recently hired as the Mets. Uh, manager, he has to step down, and he was the only player to really be ousted in the report. I don't know if this is exactly because he is a manager, so they felt more comfortable outing him, or exactly what the reasoning was, but Dominic, your thoughts? I mean, Alex Cora and the Red Sox in 2018, which we're probably going to talk about in a few weeks when those sanctions get handed down, they're being investigated for something similar to this, and I think the Carlos Beltran one is a little more reactionary because, you know, they're trying to wash their hands of it. And this is just typical Mets. You get stuck in the middle of something you had absolutely no part of. So so this is where Dominic usually has to do something, say something stupid. But how the fuck does Carlos Beltran fit in all this? I have no idea. I have not read or anything about this. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't pay attention to the news. He was a player. If you listen to my preamble, I said he was the only player that he was... He was on the Astros? Yes, he was on the Astros. Did not know that. So, Dominic, with your all the research and knowledge that you have on this subject... Yes. Your thoughts on Alex Cora, who was probably going to step down... Anyways. Anyways, because all the shit that's going to go on with the Red Sox. Maybe a little bit more with Carlos Beltran, because he was a player with the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking bitch. Um... I mean, I mean, I mean, realistically, if they've already technically walked away from this from their job, what's going to happen? They're banned. Okay, who gives a fuck? They're still going to get their money. They signed a guaranteed contract, right? 
I don't know the specifics, but if you mutually agree to part ways, I would assume there'd be some sort of agreement where there's not they don't have to pay them everything. It's not like a firing where it's like, you know, it wasn't my fault that you fired me. I mean, it's not my fault that I'm leaving. You're the one that wants me to leave. Well, yeah, but that, that that's the whole point is, you know, you're under contract and you say, hey, you know, hey, I think it's probably better if, if we leave. And they go, yeah, you're probably right. You know, I'm sure they're still going to get some type of money out of it. And realistically, you know, they can't take that away from him. And if they get banned, I mean, fuck, look at Pete Rose. He did fine. So, Pitchers and catchers report in damn near a month and three of probably the top 15 teams in the league. I mean, Astros and Red Sox, probably two of the top five teams in the league, don't have a manager. So where do you turn to? Do you go internally and bring somebody up? A lot of people are saying you go out there and find a veteran manager like Buck Showalter or maybe, Bruce Bochy. maybe even Bruce Bochy, but Bruce Bochy just retired, so I don't think he's going to want to come back. And if he doesn't, it, yeah, it'd be kind of bad for him to go to another team. Giants fans would be pissed. So, Dominic, what do you think? If you were one of these three teams, I know they're all kind of kind of in the similar situation. They're all trying to vie for a playoff World Series run. All teams are kind of like, you know, win now. So where do you go if you're these teams? I would probably go within. I mean, if you're the Astros, what's wrong with going within? He, the person should know the organization, the players, everything like that. But I, then you could say, like, it's just another one of those cheaters, and they're just going to put them at the front instead of bringing somebody new in. And you say, like, look, we're going to we're wiping the slate clean, and we're going a whole different direction. I'm not putting up with that bullshit. Well, no, see, because my thing is, if I if I was the owner of the Astros, I mean, I, I, I like both sides, but if I was the owner of the Astros and I went out and picked, hey, you're going to manage my the Houston Astros, either the manager or the owner should say, all y'all motherfuckers are fired because I can't trust any one of you bitches. So going to spring training, I think the Astros and Red Sox are definitely in the same boat. How do you handle that like first day, first week of spring training? Do you just put accountability on the owner, on the coach, and the new GM? Do you bring the players out there and like say, like, look, here's everything on the table. We're never talking about this again, but for an hour, you guys can ask all the questions we want, all you get, all the things you want to say, and, you know, we're done after this. This is what's going on. I mean, I think the best thing to do is have that open forum, and then, you know, also be like, you know, if we even get a, a, a hankering there's something going on, you know, we'll stop everything. I don't, you know, and and kind of make it a point and be like, you know, like, look, if we get a feeling that maybe you, you're coughing too much and it's because you're trying to alert somebody to alert, like, you know, whatever, like, we'll stop everything. We'll forfeit. We'll quit. We'll quit the fucking, you know, like, we'll quit this year. Like, we don't give a fuck. And just show them, like, look, you know, we take this shit very seriously. So in the last few days... No, as we talked about, no players were named in the report, but now there has been some evidence that has suggested that maybe it wasn't just a trash can situation that the Astros were doing, that maybe they took it a step further and even put some sort of electronic device on them, a buzzer of sorts to which they would buzz in to relay what kind of pitch was coming, and the photo of the video that everyone's talking about is Game 6, 2019, so yes, just last year, Altuve gets a slider fucking bombs it in the Crawford boxes, walk off, 
he's rounding home. He's rounding third, coming home, and he's like, don't rip off my jersey. And he's like, hunt, he's like hugging it. And even at the time, I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. And then Ken Rosenthal asked him, and he's like, <laughs> you know, my wife is going to get mad at me. He, she doesn't like it when I do that, even though he's done it a shit ton other times. And Bregman is also involved in this. People are naming him. I mean, who else? I mean, maybe Springer. And, you know, all the, these are three of the top, 10, 20 players in the league, most popular players in the league. Like, this is a very... As much as I'm an A's fan, like, these are a bunch of likable guys. Very good players. Aren't you a huge Altuve fan? Yeah, I love all the short second basemen. Exactly. Altuve is probably maybe one of my my favorite players outside the A's. So, it's... I mean... It hurts. I mean, it doesn't hurt me, but it's like... It angers me as a baseball fan that all this shit's going on, and now with this other allegations... Yes, they're kind of hard to prove, because it's like... Just... It's like just conspiracy theories. So you yeah. can't prove anything exactly. unless there's another whistleblower that comes out and say, like, look, we were doing this. So, Dominic, what do you think is going to happen between, you know, first week of spring training? Does anything Let happen me ask you this. with the buzzer? Let me ask you this. You're, let's say you play on the Astros and you have that knowledge. Do you have any guilt? Doesn't it kind of eat away at you knowing that, yeah, I'm the one that actually hooked up those devices to him? Doesn't it kind of eat away at you? Wouldn't you be like, you know what, a... I don't give a fuck if I lose my job. I'm banned. But People then when it's, some, it's something for Mike Fires who's going to do that, who's a damn good pitcher, and he'll get a job somewhere else. It's you can't just be like some assistant, whatever GM person, you know, bitch boy, and say something, and then he's never going to he's going to be blackballed and never play again because people aren't going to trust him. But then there's other things you can do outside of MLB, though. I mean, you can get a job anywhere else. I, I if it was me, you can get a job. At, Outdoor Supply Hardware in Moraga, right down there they're hiring. Yes, yes, we are. Um, like I was saying, you could always, you know, just be like, look, I'm going to come forward, but when I get blackballed, I need a guarantee, you know, I, you know, kind of make a deal with MLB, be like, look, I'm not asking you to... This you isn't know. the mob. He's not going to go to MLB. Mike Fires didn't go to MLB. He went to The Athletic, and The Athletic reported, and... Another thing, it's like MLB knew about this for years, and it didn't. It only took. It's almost like the steroid thing. Once it gets reported on, then that's when they finally do something. Well, that, that's the, the thing, though, is like you said, though, if it's a little assistant bitch boy that says, "Oh yeah, I saw them hooking that shit up," you know. Well, maybe Carlos Beltran's niece knows what exactly happened. This is kind of what spurred everything on. A account that allegedly was Carlos Beltran's niece. She broke the news that he was cu- that he was going to be on the Mets, that he was leaving the Mets like a day or two before it actually happened. The Beltran family has said that they have no no relationship with this person. Don't know who this is. And now there's people saying like, oh, this is a burner account. But it's kind of hard to deny that like whoever this is, they're very cl- it's seemingly they're close to the Beltran family or the Beltran situation. So she was the one, or this account was the person that kind of started this whole fire thing with Altuve. She said that there's pictures and she has evidence. I don't know exactly, because, I mean, Carlos Beltran isn't going to bring her, isn't going to bring his niece in the locker room. She's going to be snapping pictures and everyone's going to be okay with that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's all, this is a fast-moving situation. I mean, there's even, like, the allegations thrown out there that Mike Trout takes HGH because of a thyroid issue. Like we're not going to talk about that, but it's just something out there that maybe it'll come, it'll come up and it'll be a bigger deal later on. But do you think all this stuff ultimately is a good thing or a bad thing for baseball? Because really bad situation. I mean the I mean it's championship week for the NFL and there's a lot of talk about baseball right now. 
it's bad to a point where I think this whole year is just going to be straight, straight. They're cheating. Everyone's cheating. Cheating this, cheating that. Oh, he's taking steroids. Oh, he's taking That pills. being he's... said, Dominic, since we are A's Access members, yes, we are. are we going to that first game against the Astros? Are the right field boys taking out, instead of drums, they're taking out some trash cans and beating the fuck out those things? Definitely. I mean, that, that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, they're the A's fans are going to do something with them. A's fans? Well, didn't they get uh, some notice like they can't? Wasn't there something going on? I don't know, but I remember when this whole thing first started, the some dipshit Astros fan was like, oh, everyone's talking about the trash cans being banned. You know, we should look into the A's drummers in the right field, see what they're what they're doing. Like, Shut the fuck up. I think that that that's... Was it... That, I, I swear, we, I think it was one of the games, or it was something that you and me were talking about, that somebody was complaining that the A's, the A's well, get, people, has to ban the drummers. Well, peop, yeah, people who, like, don't like the Yankees announcers, people who don't go to A's games and they're not used to it, they get annoyed by it because it's just a constant. It's just a constant noise throughout the entire game. I mean, I've gone to enough A's games where I just kind of tune it out, so I don't really pay attention to it. Your first game, you get the whole time. You're kind of going like, God, it's fucking annoying. And then after you go to how many did we go to last year? Like thirty, somewhere between. Well, we we officially went to twenty four. Somewhere, I mean, I probably went over thirty. Maybe you guys went to like I think twenty-seven. We, I think we went to like no. I think we you went to like thirty-five. Went to like thirty-two or something like that. Not the Anyways, count, especially but, we know the gimmicks, we know all the things they do, so it makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, it, it's kind of like well, it's kind of like back in the World Series in Africa where they had the vuvuzelas all the time, and everyone yeah. was like, "This is fucking annoying." But yeah. then we just kind of got over it. Yeah, you get used to it. You know, do I ever want to sit in the bleachers again? Mm, probably not, unless I get to bring my own drum. Well, you are a drummer. I am. Really show them, rock the fuck out of those drums, Dominic. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna bring a whole kit, just put it right there. Don't know if that's allowed, but probably not. Well, you know, we'll bring we'll bring it up. We'll see what happens because you know we're still exactly. I'm gonna fan access. Be like, oh, can I bring my whole drum kit here, please? And I just talk to security and see what exactly the download. Well, yeah. breaking news: the studio audience may or may not be more than just an A's access member. She might work for the A's. She's actually working for Levi Restaurants. Dominic got kayfabe. Well, no, I don't. I'm trying to boast it up. Kayfabe, we're not trying to lie. We're not liars, okay? That's why you added yourself in saying you didn't know anything about the Carlos Beltran thing. Yes. It's I true. appreciate that, Dominic. Yeah. Not I'd... a liar, Brandon. I love you. I love you too, Dominic. Stop lying. Anyways, let, let's finish up with some baseball news, some positive baseball news. <sighs> One of my favorite athletics of all time, Josh Donaldson, Got has, the bag. has signed a four year, $92 million Ooh, contract with a boy. fifth year option. For, with the Minnesota Twins. Now, the Minnesota Twins set their record for most home runs last year in a season. And the bringer of rain, it's going to rain in the Twin Cities. And the scary thing is, he's probably going to be batting in the bottom half of the lineup. That's how loaded that that team is. So, you tell me the Twins are going to win the... Uh, I'm going to cough. Hang on. Well, if you remember last year in my predictions, I did pick the Twins to win the Central. I was very high on the Twins, and now... I think they're going to build off that. I think we, we talked about a few weeks ago they signed Rich Hill and another veteran pitcher, so they're definitely building up. I don't know if they can get past the Yankees or, yes, the Astros. That's that's everything. Everything's up on, on the up and up. I mean, if you haven't seen anything, like definitely check out the home and away splits for Altuve in the playoffs. It's it's astounding. He he bats really? like 330 at home, and he was batting like 150 on the road. Shit, really? Yeah, Dominic, do some research. You weren't, you weren't working yesterday. What were you doing? 
what was I doing? Oh yeah, I went I went to eighty five degree bakery and then I went to Whole Foods and went to Lucky's and went to Cardenas and I came home. All I hear is food, 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 food. Saving Zoe, which is you know, I didn't want to watch it but it's actually a pretty good movie. And then we made pizza. Homemade pizza. And at no point throughout that day you went on Twitter, looked up news. Nudes? I mean maybe looked up news. I mean the only thing you have on Twitter is nudes. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. Not of him. Just of scantily clad women. Studio audience might maybe is hearing us, I don't know. Give us a look if you can hear us. She cannot. So she's tuned us out. It's let's not press our luck. Let's not press our luck. Barking spiders <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Dominic, your thoughts on the Minnesota Twins signing the bringer of rain. I mean, it actually snows in Minnesota more than it rains. It's going to hail. Bringer of hail? It was hailing yesterday. It was fucking coming down. Did you, did you see the lightning and hear the thunder? I heard the thunder I was because I was in, inside when everything was going down around 6 o'clock. Mm, yeah. It's amazing. I was watching TV, and I said, I saw the flash. I said, hang on. I mute the TV, and they were like, what, what? And then you just heard it, and she's like, ah. you know, studio audience does not like thunder and lightning. She's like a dog. Yep, I love it, though. Shout out to the mascot. Yep. I can it's actually answer. Out. I can actually answer my question, or you're just gonna keep talking about bullshit. I think Donaldson is a great pickup. I think the Twins maybe not be a good fit for him. I think he. I mean, I know he's a pretty good uh, third baseman, but he probably could have got more money somewhere else. In my opinion, you know, you know, you know who needs a really good third baseman? The Giants kind of a tough place to hit, though. Yep. All right, so now, let's reel it back, and let's talk about some actual sports instead of conspiracy theories and bullshit. We got the championship round for the NFL playoffs. Last week, I went 2-2. Two and two. Dominic went 3-1. and one. I'm still a game up. Uh, I am 5-3. and three. Dominic is 4-4. Four and four. So, good bounce back week for you after going 1-3. You. you went 3-1. and one. The reason why Dominic it was a game up on me is because the only game we had differently was Tennessee against Baltimore, and Tennessee ran the ball right down Baltimore's throats. After I kind of boosted up the Baltimore defense, they yep. they didn't do all that hot. Lamar Jackson has to throw the ball 50 times. I don't think that's really the way the Baltimore Ravens wanted to go. I, I talked about Mark Ingram's injury. He didn't play a whole lot. Now, that being said, Tennessee going up against Kansas City. Can they? The run defense of Kansas City is kind of their weak point. Can and we and once again, I'm just boasting myself up. You yeah. know, I keep saying all these great things on the podcast. Yes. It's almost like I kind of know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That you know, you, you gotta. If the way that you beat the Chiefs is to keep them off the field, because that offense is potent. Yes. They came back from. They they took. They scored 28 points in like five minutes. Like how is it even possible? I honestly, I remember I was, I was at work. And I looked, one of my phone real quick, looked at the score, and I was like, oh, shit, 24 to 0? Ah, oh, man. Texans, baby. Turned it off. Not even 10 minutes later. Holy crap, 28 to 24? Jesus. And it's not even the halftime yet? God damn. And then I just kept looking, and it was, you know, 38 to this, 41 to that. I'm like, God. I was like, fuck, Chiefs won. Now, the, the Texans end up losing by 20. But... The thing everyone's talking about is Bill O'Brien doesn't go for it. Fourth and one at the Chiefs, whatever, inside their 30. And then he does go for it on their own 35, gets stuffed. 
I wouldn't say it was, you know, the reason they lost, but do you think that that was a turning point in the Kansas City Chiefs coming back after they didn't go for it? Especially, I mean, what's the difference? What's honestly the difference between 21-0 and 24-0? Put the, put the knife in their throats and go for, you know, 28-0. Put it four scores up. I mean, wh- wh- who who was the one? Was it Watson that said my coach is a dumbass? Or we said something like that, right? Like my coach has an IQ of a fucking mop or something like that? I'm pretty sure he didn't say that. I would have pro- I would have heard if Deshaun Watson, the star quarterback, look it up. just completely destroyed his head coach in the media. I'm pretty sure he You sure you weren't reading an Onion article? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he said my coach has IQ of... Uh... Don, look, we've already gone super long already, so can we just reel it back in? And Tennessee... And Kansas City. I'm picking Tennessee. Okay, you, you're they're picking, going to Super Bowl, baby. You're, you're picking Tennessee. I, going to Super Bowl. I was wondering if we're going to keep riding that wave. I'm riding it, baby. How do you think that they do it? Do they just keep riding the back Derrick of Derrick Henry. Henry? Derrick Henry, stallion. He's a fucking stallion, dog. I will go with Kansas City. Okay. I picked them. I believe at the beginning of the season to make it to the Super Bowl. I also picked the Saints to make it to the Super Bowl. We all saw how that turned out. But we're differentiating on the AFC picks. Yes, yes, we you are. got Tennessee, <laughs> and I got Kansas City. Don't sleep on, Can- on Tennessee's uh, passing game because Tannehill's only been throwing it like ten times a game because he doesn't have to throw because he because, runs the fucking ball like crazy. Because Derrick Henry be running for one eighty and three tutters. Yeah. So if if it does turn into a shootout, I think Tann- Mahomes will. Tannehill could keep up with Mahomes, but I think Kansas City has so much speed and yeah. Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, everybody, even you know Daryl Williams and everybody. I think it's gonna be too much for Tennessee. I'm not confident in that. I'm almost kind of going to, with Kansas City just because Dominic went with Tennessee. But Dominic, moving on to the NFC, I think we might uh, agree with this a little bit more for some reason. I put Minnesota at since uh, San Francisco again. That didn't happen. Whoa. That's not happening this week. Happened last week. Yeah. San Francisco absolutely just blew the doors off in Minnesota. Yeah. Like 10 sacks or something like that, right? Something like that. Sure, yeah. why not? But San Francisco also blew the doors off of Green Bay at the beginning of their vaunted, like, four-game streak where they had to play a shit ton of really good playoff teams. Yes. So now we're getting a rematch in the NFC cha- in the NFC Championship game, Green Bay at San Francisco. A lot of conspiracy theorists out there will say, it's the 100th year of the NFL. Why not have a rematch of Super Bowl One with the Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers, Dominic? Do you agree with that? Will we get a... Well, obviously, you think Tennessee's going to win, but do you think Green Bay can do their part and get the dub after getting their brains blown out? I'm going to say no. Aaron Rodgers has not been the Aaron Rodgers of the past. He... I don't know if Aaron Rodgers also just has Devonta Adams, and that's it. Exactly. You know, has a damn good running game, but not a lot of receivers. Yes, and the Niners are kind of all around good. Not gonna say great, good. So I think I'll put my money. My my money is on the Niners. Bang bang Niner gang. I will go with the Niners as well. I think the only way that. Green Bay can win is if they play like a perfect game because that front seven of the Niners is very stout. I don't know if they can really run on them. The cornerbacks, the say, you know, the DBs are really good as well. 
they're going to put, De- I saw something where like Devonta Adams is going to play on the left side because Richard Sermon always covers the right side and Aaron Rodgers is terrible when he throws to his left. Don't know how reliable that data can be because any given Sunday. But I think it'll be closer. That being said, I don't think it's going to be like a one point field goal at the end. I don't know exactly what the spread is, but I think I'll, I'll give San Francisco, I think they'll beat them by at least a touchdown. Now, on the off chance, I'm wrong and you're right for both accounts. It is Green Bay in Kansas City. Who do you put your money on? Because I need to know in case I need to run to Vegas real quick and put some money down. I think you put the money on Kansas City. I think Kansas City is honestly the team that could beat the 49ers just because if you've seen in the past the really the quarterbacks who have given San Francisco trouble are those mobile quarterbacks because the front seven is so good you don't have that much time to you know just sit back throw a bomb in like four seconds Lamar Jackson uh oh my god I'm completely blanking on some of the other quarterbacks they played Michael Vick yes they, they played Michael Vick earlier in the year Russell Wilson there oh, we go. That was the other one I was okay. trying to talk about. Uh, so very, Sorry, he's not in the playoffs anymore. I don't know him. Well, uh, very mobile quarterbacks, I think, is kind of the way you're going to beat this San Francisco 49er team. And also, Kansas City has so many weapons all over the field that's going to be kind of hard to stop all of them. But I think San Francisco is, might be the favorite going forward, especially if they have another good showing in the NFC Championship game. But Kansas City is also kind of the big-name team. Kind of looks like we're going to be having a uh, parade on Market Street, baby even though they don't play in San Francisco. They'll still have After party at Great America. Yes. There we go. Uh, Some other coaching news. After Minnesota gets blown out by the 49ers, the, not the Cincinnati Browns, they haven't moved yet, the Cleveland Browns, Oh, them. have hired Minnesota's offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski, as their head coach. Dominic, your thoughts on the hire? I don't, you can't just... Because I know fucking everything about well, this, this guy. What I mean, after the showing that he had in Minnesota and in the playoff game, makes sense to hire him as their head coach, right? Maybe, but you could also say that Kyle Shanahan blowing that twenty to three lead in the Super Bowl, then he gets hired by San Francisco. Oh my God, what are they doing? He can't coach in the playoff. Blah blah blah. He can't get the job done, and then here we are. You know, Brandon, you're you're very smart. You know, you read my mind. Because you were just about to make that analogy, and I jumped the gun on you. I'm sorry. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth. Someone you do know a little bit about. You know who Jason Garrett is, right? Former Cowboys head coach. Probably one of the greatest coaches of all time, yeah. Yeah. He has landed on his feet. He will stay in the NFC East as he will be the offensive coordinator for the New York football Giants. This is breaking news that happened today. Honestly, I didn't even know about this until I typed it on the Google machine. NFL coaches, because I was trying to find out what the fuck Kevin Stefanski's name was. And then this news popped up. So, Dominic, your thoughts on Jason Garrett being the OC for the Giants when you could say they had similar talent on the Cowboys and yet couldn't get the job done and, you know, have an offensive juggernaut with Zeke, Coop, and Dak? Would it, would it be kind of... Not, not kind of. Would it be really funny if for some reason he just fucking just becomes the greatest offensive coach of all time. Just Super Bowl after Super Bowl with the Giants. It's probably not going to happen, I don't think. 
I don't think I mean, of Jason Garrett's bombs. Or Daniel Jones. Or, yeah, that guy. Whatever. Yeah. So you're predicting a uh, Giants Super Bowl run next year? Yes. All right, you're here to hear first, folks. And then some sad news. We have Luke Keekley, former, yes, former linebacker for the Carolina Panthers, has retired at age 28. He put out a heartfelt video talking about how he loves the game still, but he just can't play at the level that he's used to. And once he slipped, you know, he can't, he doesn't want to play if he's not the best. And you can see some emotion, maybe some some self-doubt. Dominic, I'm going to ask you straight up. Did you watch the video? I saw the first three seconds and I swiped up. Why? It didn't catch you? I didn't know who the fuck he was. I was like, oh, it's just some fucking bum on the Panthers. <laughs> Am I not right, though? He's a fucking bum. Fucking retiring at 28. Fuck that guy. I fucking wish I could retire. Luke Keekley is one of the greatest linebackers of this generation. He led the Carolina defense to the Super Bowl 50. Yes, Cam Newton was the figurehead of that team, but Luke Keekley was the captain on the defensive side, and he's a damn good linebacker. I mean, he just got voted to an all... He had an all-pro season this year, so he ain't that bad. He ain't that much of a bum. I mean, if he was a bum, you know. God forbid... A man in his late 20s who has made more than enough money to survive for the rest of his life and the next generation to walk away from a dangerous game that is probably going to take years off his life and walk away somewhat healthy. Sorry I yawned because you're boring me with this BS. If he gets voted to All-Pro, that means he's playing at a high level. He's retiring for another reason. He just doesn't want to say it. Dominic, what is that reason? Maybe he's fucking a bum. You need to put some, like, commas in there or, like, some sort of space. Maybe he's fucking... Maybe he's a fucking bum. There we go. Then, finally, we're going to wrap it up with some basketball news. We God haven't... damn, look, it's wrestling. Well, Dominic, if you read the script, I put it on the script. Well, yeah, and the... Wait, hang on. No, you did... Oh. Okay. Yes, I did put it on the script. The Luke Keekley part, I wrote it as a late edition, which obviously I shouldn't have put it in the script because well, Dominic doesn't give a fuck about him. And I, I actually spelled his name wrong. It's K-U-E, not K-U-E. Yeah, see, I did, see I, you spelled it wrong, so I didn't, yeah. I heard of that guy. Oh, okay. You, you know who Luke Keekley is, not Luke Keluki. Keuki. Yes. Call me cutie? Maybe. Yeah. So, Zion Williamson, the number one overall draft pick for the New Orleans Pelicans. Haven't talked a lot about him because he has been playing. He's been injured, and apparently they are aiming for his debut to finally happen on Wednesday in primetime against the San Antonio Spurs. Dominic, it's about goddamn time. I mean, do the Pelicans really need him? I mean... It's almost February, and your number one pick hasn't even stepped on the court yet. What what happened here? What was it? His knee? What was it again? It's his knee. Yeah. How do you hear it again? Being a big, strong boy. And? Being a big boy. Tom, you don't understand. You know, maybe sometimes carrying whoa, a, whoa, carrying whoa, a little whoa, extra whoa, weight. Whoa, whoa, Sometimes, you know, you get a little creak in the in the knees. You, know, you told me I was working on myself. You just called me fat. Thanks, man. I'm sorry. We're not supposed to let everyone know every detail about you. Yeah. Hopefully, Zion is healthy, comes back, balls out. 
because I want to see him play in the NBA. Hopefully, in a, he's not at the next Greg Oden. He's probably the next, you know, Lamar Odom. Without so, without all the drugs and, you know, bad shit. So he'll, he'll be a great sixth man. Yes. I don't think you spend your number one overall pick for a great sixth man. Well, you know, don't take care of your body. It's gonna, that's what's going to happen. All right, Zion. Pop quiz, curveball. What college did Zion go to? Oh, no, I know this. I know this. Oh, my God. There's only a few options because he's the best player coming out of high school, so obviously he's going to play at one of the top teams Dude. in the country. Good job. Good guess. Wasn't it, though? Oh, you knew. You Was, know. Did he really play Duke? He did play for Duke, Dominic. Good Woo! job. What do I win? Adulation for me. Thank you. And nobody else because no one in this room is paying attention to you. Nope. Oreo's passed out, and she's still watching. I think she's watching Sex Ed. Some new season of that or something. I don't know. Shout out to Sex Ed. Shout Give out us money. to Sex Ed. Then, finally... Moving on to wrestling news, after an hour of sports talk. Got to talk about some shit that went down. Well, first let's talk about some sad news. We have some passings yeah, in the world of professional wrestling. We have La Parca, who passed away last week. And we have Rocky Johnson, the son, or the father, the son. of The Rock. <laughs> uh, maybe unfortunate that people might know him more as being The Rock's dad because he was a damn good wrestler in his day. He was. He was the first ever, uh, had him and Tony Alice the first ever black tag team champions in the WWF. He did a bunch of things, especially here in the Bay Area. So definitely ties to this region. I mean, he's the, that's the reason why The Rock was born in Hayward. Shout out to the Haystack. Shout out to the... <laughs> Wow. And La Parca, not to be confused with the La Parca that was in WCW, completely different person, but still someone who was a legend in Mexican wrestling, as well as some other wrestlers who have died. Jim Ross shouted them all out on AEW. More spiders. More spiders. So Dominic, your thoughts on the two passings of these legends? Obviously, you probably have more to say about Rocky Johnson. You know, um, I'm... I think I'm actually more upset about La Parca just because um, of the way he went out. His death was in ring. He went to go do a dive yeah. on Roosh, former ROH champion. And if you've seen the video, it kind of, the angle, you can't really see what exactly happened, but there has to be a different angle to where he basically spiked his head into the, the barricade. Yeah. The man was in his mid-50s. Shouldn't be doing dives and tope suicidas. Yeah. That's just kind of the way that the Mexican wrestlers do it out there. There's a lot of they wrestlers. They go fucking balls out, and you know what? You know, sometimes it's kind of like, uh, to me, it's more of a freak accident. Kind of like the whole Rey Mysterio and... Uh, Paraguayo. Yeah, that guy. Kind of like, you know, it's just a freak accident. Something that you've done thousands of times. And this happened, like, months ago. And he, in October it, it or whatever. Was, He's been fighting. And Yeah, it was just... He succumbed to it. Um, do you know? Do you know how... Rocky? Not exactly sure, but he was in his 70s, you know, really old wrestler, probably wasn't the best of health, similar yeah. to Luke Keekley and other football players. Oh my god. He probably suffered through some concussions and some other shit, but he did release a book recently, I was just listening to a review of it a few weeks ago, and if you guys want to check out, learn Wait, more about Rocky Johnson. Wait, you you too lazy to read the review? I don't know, the only, the last book I've legit read was Daniel Bryan's autobiography, and that was like five years ago. And then the book Jesus. before that was AJ's book. Shout out AJ. So really all I read is wrestling books. 
of my favorite wrestlers. At least you're on it. I mean, I li- I quote unquote read the same Bash Brothers book like all four years of high school, and I technically didn't even read the entire book. I just knew their career, so I would just write it down on the little description of what I read. I'd just say like, oh, Mark went to USC and he did this, and then he gets drafted, and he meets Jose, and they experiment with steroids, and yeah. So that's how you get the A in Santion's class, and I got a fucking C plus because you actually, you didn't even read a book. You just wrote down shit you knew about him. Exactly, when I actually Dominic. read a book, and I just forgot to fucking fill out the log. Yep. You get. I, I I've been very good at being able to do the absolute bare minimum, but still get a good grade. I hate you. I love you too, Dominic. Then, moving on, I think the issue that Dominic is getting all revved up and ready to go, Tessa Blanchard, your new Impact World Champion. She beat Sammy Callahan at the pay-per-view on Sunday, but the day before, she tweeted out, look, women, support other women, and, you know, further the cause of women or whatever like that. And then we get Sienna outing her, saying that she allegedly, this is what she said, called a wrestler the N-word, spat in her face. Chelsea Green said that she was a bully to her and mean, and some other wrestlers have come out. Said some very negative things about Tessa Blanchard. I don't know if I've heard anything else about using a racial slur, but a lot of things were saying that she was a bully and not a nice person. So, I have things to say, but Dominic, I know you've worked up about this, so so let her rip. I I just, you know, to me, it's just kind of, you know, allegations get thrown out there. If you're trying to protect your the face of the company, if you're the world champion, you're the face of the company. So right now, TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever you want to call them, they're saying Tessa is the face of the company. With allegations like this getting thrown out, why haven't they pulled her out and just been like, hey, till we figure this shit out, we, we can't have you out there. You know, it looks bad. I mean, they did it to Hogan. As soon as the stuff with Hogan, they said, bye, see you later. We don't need that shit right now. You know, with everything with Lars, they pulled him. It, well, it, Lars, Lars is also injured. But and still. he's been dealing with some mental issues. Okay, but that you can ride around, you can have Sammy, Sammy Callahan, I almost said Sammy Zane. You can have Sammy Callahan, power driver through fucking tables. Oh my God, she broke her fucking neck and she can go out for a couple of weeks and then, you know, have her come back until they figure this shit out. But putting a message out there saying, like, I've never used the N-word or any slur before, blah, 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 that's not me, I don't find that, that's not in my vocabulary, it's like, that doesn't mean, if you have multiple people coming out and saying it, to me it's true. And you putting that message out there is saying, you're just trying to cover your ass. And she only said stuff about using the n-word she never said anything about being a bully or putting down other women which was kind of the crux of a lot of people's saying like why they don't like her and all this other stuff like yes obviously her doing the thing in japan is going to get most of the attention but a majority of what a lot of people were saying was she's just not a nice person and she was in the first ever may young classic and you know everyone had eyes on her and said like oh she can be the next star she can you know her and charlotte can run the world and I heard that there were things, rumblings, that she didn't have a good attitude. And there was stuff backstage, and back in the day, her and Ricochet were together. And when Ricochet was in NXT, she would kind of make a fool of herself and being a little over the top. And 
So there's been news and rumblings about Tessa not always having the best character and being the nicest person backstage. So obviously Impact must have knew this going into it. So it's not like this is new to them. Maybe they've dealt with stuff. I mean, even Chelsea Green, like she talked about stuff and I assume they were both in Impact together. Maybe she's alluding to stuff that happened in Impact. So maybe they know stuff that's gone on down there. So I, I think it probably they would pause and maybe evaluate and like have an emergency meeting on that Sunday. Be like, look, do we want to do this? Because all the stuff is happening but this was in the plans for a long time we all knew that she was going to be the the champion so i mean you kind of knew that it was coming just put the title on her unless there's like really like the difference is is tessa thing is it's all hearsay and what people are saying about her hogan there's a video it's a little more clear that he actually said it and with tessa so you tell me if this wrestler comes out and says hi she's the one that spat on my face and well, called she, me an she did go the person who Sienna alleged was the victim of this. She did come out and say that, yeah, this would happen. I've been trying to keep it a secret because I didn't want to, you know, ruffle any feathers. But since it's out there, yeah, this is what happened. So my thing is right there. You have a first-hand account. You have the victim of a hate crime that is technically a crime. And I mean, I don't know Japanese law, but I'm just saying. I barely know American law. I'm just saying. If they're both American citizens... That's technically a hate crime on foreign soil. I don't know. I don't know the 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 statute of limitations and everything, but technically she's committing a hate crime. Spitting and calling someone an n-word is a hate crime. So technically, they just crowned the face of their company who commits a hate crime. Good job, Impact. And kind of in this whole cancel. I'm not gonna say this is cancel culture, but just kind of things that happen similar to this. If the, there's the initial wave, which happened last weekend. And if you just kind of wait a while, it just kind of blows over. It's just kind of the shitty thing about this whole thing. I don't think it's going to blow over. I think someone like Sienna is going to let this shit fucking... Well, she responded to Tessa's shitty apology Yeah. today, so... It, it's still going on. It's going to be an ongoing situation. I I don't think Tessa's going to have an Okada run and be the champ for two years. I think this was just kind of a... not saying it was a gimmick, but it was something to do. They were building this for a few months now, so might as well... Let it go and do the thing. So, anyways. Yes. Moving on, because the studio audience is tired. Yes. And she's already bitching at us, even though, you know, with some other circumstances, we could have been done already. We could have done this half hour ago or hour ago. But anyways, I'm oh, not yeah, going to get yeah. off my high horse. So how about, you know, like, I mean, if you look at the look at the, uh, you look script, at the script right but I could have already started saying the thing on the script. But it's whatever, Dominic is going to waste even more time. Well, let's not even go over Raw. Just go over AEW and NXT. Okay, fine. Well, I haven't even done any of the other news yet. Speaking of AEW, they have signed with TNT an extension through the year 2023, Uh, so this wrestling war will continue as just like the Barking Spiders will forever be inside the Hobson household. Whoa, we're going to drop the name like that, man? I said in the studio. Whatever. I, I say the Hobson household a bunch of times. Well, but not with Barking Spiders. Now you now they think a whole family has Barking Spiders. Anyways, also with AEW, they have alleg- allegedly, this is all hearsay, signed Brian Cage, and officially they have signed Taz. Good, so good signing on that one. All of this AEW news, obviously this, this war is going to happen for a long period of time. I think this is going to be interesting to see what AEW does with that type of money. Do they go out and, okay, $45 million per year or whatever. Who do you go after? You get the pick of the litter from WWE. 
What what who do you go after? Oh, shit. Like a legit person like obviously Roman Reigns isn't going. But like you go who's like a person with AEW with their money that you just say like look, we need you and we want you to be on our team. Honestly, their men's I think is fine at the moment. They need females. And I completely agree with you. I think you need to go after their women's division. NXT is stacked. I mean, Sasha Banks, with all the bullshit that goes on with her, she's always kind of subtweeting. I don't know if it's legit or not, but I would go after Sasha. Okay, here's my thing with that, though. To me, she has a lot of mental shit. I I wouldn't want her. She's, not, not... she's a damn good wrestler. She's probably the best wrestler out of the four horsewomen. I don't think it's even close. I'm just saying, I would probably go more after more your NXT. I mean, I agree with that too. I mean, Tony Storm, I absolutely love Tony Storm. Oh, I think she fuck. she can be like the she can be the top person in the company, let alone in the women's division. I think Tony, I think definitely that NXT realm, the NXT division, I think is maybe a little, well, maybe not as vulnerable as the main roster because everybody loves being in NXT. So maybe you take advantage of. Ruby Riot or somebody who might be a little disgruntled in the main roster, but I do agree with, I mean, AEW's women's division, which we're going to talk about with that stellar match that they had. Not very good, and you can sign a Luke Harper or a Shatter Machine or uh, Revival, whatever they're going to call themselves, yeah. but I think definitely they're going to use this money to make some big splashes. And this is I mean, really I mean, when the war's going to pick there's up. There's still a lot of ROH and a lot of other really good indie, so-called indie wrestlers out there that they could sign for cheap, too. Someone who they're not going to sign is Marty Skrull, because he has signed a contract with ROH. He'll be sticking with them, and he is apparently going to be their head booker. We all kind of thought it was a foregone conclusion. Marty Skrull is going to be with AEW. They didn't put a title on him in Madison Square Garden in that ladder match. Instead, they put it on Matt Taven. Why? Who the fuck knows? But your thoughts on Marty Skrull being with ROH now? Disappointed. Kind of wanted him in WWE, but yeah. so if you're Marty Scurll, you would go to NXT over your boys in AEW. Yes. Okay. You know why? Why? It's kind of just like WCW, man. Fucking, you had, you know, you had the click, all high rolling, rolling high. WWE comes and knocking. I'm going to WWE, bro. I mean, WCW coming knocking. National Hall go leaves you with, you know. Hunter and Sean, and then Xbox says, fuck WCW, I'm going to WWE, and goes to WWE. So it'd be one of, one of those situations, you know? You know, you reconnect, you know, you would have Adam, and, and Bobby, and Marty, and, you know, Roderick? I don't know. Yes. They would have them. So, Red let, Dragon forever. Let, let's say, at the end of this TV deal, 2023, who, who does AEW have that they don't have right now? I don't know. Do you think they get okay? Who do you, if maybe if we go to the men's division and like try to pick somebody? Like who do you think the biggest star they could actually get? I can see you know oddly enough, if they don't play these cards right, I can see them getting a Buddy Murphy because he's big a, signing. A, well, he's I mean a, it's like Pac. I love Pac. He's doing good stuff, but it's yeah. like how much is he really? A, it's not. It's no John Moxley, no Chris Jericho. Well, yeah, but... And Chris Jericho, by the end of this 2023 deal, he's maybe not going to be a wrestler. He may be, you know, he's definitely going to be their top champion and doing all this shit all the time. I'm I'm just saying, I could see a Buddy Murphy. I could see, you know, I, I, I could see some lesser 
acts, I guess, or talent, but it's the talents that we always talk about going, like, if they don't fucking start doing shit with this person, they're going to leave and they're going to regret it. But back to the Monday Night Wars, nobody thought Nash and Hall were going to leave, and they did. I True. don't ever see Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins leaving. I don't think they want. I mean, if Roman Reigns is the top, if Roman Reigns is the top heel in AEW, good God, they make so much money. That would, that would make so much money, but I don't know if I don't know if Roman Reigns would want to do that just because his family is so linked to the company. But who knows? Uh, so quickly, Dominic, you want to skip over Raw? Is there anything that really jumped out to you that you want to talk about? Not really. Buddy Murphy loses to your boy Alistair Black, joins up with Seth Rollins. Yeah. KO does a somersault off the halfpipe. Yeah. Lesnar beats up our truth. Yeah. Uh, McIntyre beats Orton and Styles. No. I'm just I'm just trying to skip it because, you know, just like the studio, I'm actually pretty tired, you know. I'm a little drunk, so. This is exactly what I was bitching about at the beginning when we met up, because I knew this shit was going to happen. It's almost like I know you. You know, maybe, uh,. I just can't go to the gym anymore. I mean, if you didn't almost puke your brains out. I didn't puke. Almost puke your brains out. Didn't say. I didn't come close. I just had a tummy ache. Oh, your tum tum hurt? Yeah. 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 Alright, so I guess Dominic doesn't want to talk about Raw. I guess we're going to talk about AEW. Oh, okay. Okay. Get you, get you up ready to go. <sighs> Studio audience, going to bed. Goodbye and good night. <laughs> Cody responds to MJF stipulations yes. after waiting a few weeks. No Arn Anderson. Dominic, your thoughts on his rebuttal. He will accept all of MJF stipulations. I, I mean, I I know per, for the storyline, that's why he agreed to it, but I wish there was a way for Cody to kind of counter-offer it, and maybe he came out and they did a face-to-face, and maybe like, you know, hey, I don't agree with this, but how about we do this instead and kind of, like, make it a more lucrative deal or something, you know? But, because kind of Cody automatically is being like, sure, I'll do it, kind of just doesn't really settle right with me. I thought the promo was okay. I thought it was kind of on the lower end of promos that we've seen from Cody. I think maybe waiting a week and saying, like, oh, we're going to talk it over and we're going to see what happens, and then in the end he just accepts it as is, so... I mean, it was a little clunky. There wasn't the best delivery. I think in the end, it's still going to be a hot match between Cody and MJF, but it, it wasn't... I mean, I have so much respect, and I Cody's probably the best talker that they have behind Chris Jericho, and I have high expectations, and it just didn't meet them. I mean, it's it just, to me, it's one of those things where, you know he gets so much praise for being a great speaker and all this other stuff, and yet he still sometimes under-delivers. It's kind of annoying. I think he could have, like, built it up differently where, like, he accepts it, but then he, like, cuts the visceral promo afterwards. Like, kind of what Becky did on Raw. Mm-hmm. And I had some issues with that as well. We're not going to talk about it because we're not going to talk about Raw. Damn right. If you want to hear my thoughts on that, you can check out that other podcast I do. Yeah, go ahead. No, go plug it. Plug it. Go ahead. You can listen to the Bulletcast. Yeah. Plug it, man. Yeah. Apparently, we're going to talk to Kelly Kelly on Sunday. I highly doubt that, but whatever. Not we, the Bullet Cast will. Mm. I mean, if you want to... I, I don't think there's any names on the media credentials, so if you want to swap places, you want to go with Philip and drive him to Stockton and videotape him awkwardly trying to talk to Kelly Kelly, you be my guest. I'm fine. Because, you know, we're going to interview one of the Usos, so it's fine. Okay. So, we get John Moxley... 
facing off against the Spanish god Sammy Guevara. Number one can, chance at a number one contendership match. John Moxley wins, obviously. And after the match, Dark Order, not the Dark Order, there's so many factions to keep track of. The Inner Circle comes out. Go. And Chris Jericho comes out, and the studio audience is starting to snore, so this is going to really be great audio mm-hmm. as she stares a hole into my eyes. So she's almost like my mother. You know, I can yell at her and say something, and she'd be dead asleep, but yet she'll still hear me and cuss me out. Yep. Funny how that happens. Yeah, it's a women's yeah. warrior, bro. Anywho's, John Moxley getting blinded by the spike. Is it true, you think? I don't think it's true. I think maybe he didn't actually poke him in the eye with the spike. Maybe, you know, put his... Just put his, uh, his hand on his eye instead. I think he poked his eye out. I think John Moxley's one-eyed now. She okay. doesn't normally sleep like that. She's trying to, like, suffocate herself with a pillow? Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyways, the opening match of the show was the four-way number one contender tag team match. Kenny Omega and Paige win Hangman Page. Hangman Adam Page. We'll talk about another page a little bit later. I know. So much stuff to talk about, Dominic. We've only got an hour. We can go forever. I know, man. Oh, Come my on, man. God. Oh, I got work tomorrow, man. Are opening or closing tomorrow? Does it matter? Yes, it does matter. You know it matters. I gotta go to bed. What time? What, what, are you opening or closing tomorrow? I don't want to tell you. You're closing tomorrow. Exactly. Which means you don't have to go to bed super early, but it's... I do, huh? Yeah. Studio audience has to go to bed super yeah. early. Yeah. Yeah. We could always just hit the hit the pause and take this out to the the old F one fifty, do an old truck potter podcast like we normally did back in the day. Dominic is trying to get. Or approval. we could just fucking hurry the fuck up. Come on, well, bro. Dominic, talk about the match I just talked about. The the match. I mean, Kenny and and Hangman beat the Young Bucks, Santana Ortiz, best friends. You know, probably the best match of the night. What do you think of the Orange Cassidy spot? didn't like it. Why? I, I, I told you like I said like I said last week. That I don't. The shtick's getting old for me. What did he do that you didn't like? The fact that he just kind of like nestled himself up in the in the suplex and kind of just, you know, you know, did the suplex. That was a vague test to see if you actually saw what happened. So you passed. Good job, Dominic. Thank you. Good job. Then. Then how do I know what happened? Anyways. We had a early contender for worst match of the year as Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander defeat Mel the Bald Lady and Brandy Rhodes. This match went way too long. And it was really shitty. Thank God there was a commercial break where it wasn't pitcher-in-pitcher, so we didn't have to see all of it. Yep. But, uh, yeah. That women's division, they need to sign somebody. I mean, shit, you don't even need to sign somebody. You just need somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. I mean, it's like they have Riho, who is clearly, like, the best wrestler they have on there, and they barely use her. And I know it's like she's the champion, so you can't have her wrestle all the time because then it kind of messes up your rankings and championship, whatever, but it's like... She's the only, like, competent person who is over and can wrestle. As Dominic is a big old yawn, trying to tell him to hurry the fuck up, but I'm not going to hurry the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, you have Britt Baker, you have... what? What's her name? That... Priestley, right? Bea Priestley? Bea? Well, I mean... Bea was on the show for a little bit, and then we haven't seen her since. 
You're a fucking dentist. You're a fucking dentist, dentist. But, I mean, you have people there that should be able to do the job, and they, they can't fucking do it. Then we get the other page, Diamond Dallas page, returning to team up with Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall, and they lose to MJF and the Butcher and the Blade. I thought this was perfect. It's exactly what you wanted to do. Dallas looked good. I think he, looked, he, he looked all right. I mean, he's 60 years old. On like, how much more can you ask for him? Ric Flair was looking good at. I mean, 60. but he was no Ric Flair, even when he was in his 30s. True. I thought maybe you could have put MJF a little stronger. I think just rolling up QT with the tights is kind of. I mean, yes, he's the little shit stirring heel, but it's like just put him over strong, hit his finisher, and pin QT. Obvi- I mean, that was the obvious finish. And they, I think that's just something that AEW does a little bit too much, trying to protect everybody. So. I mean, but you got to protect somebody, right? It's QT Marshall. Do we really need to protect him? No. Exactly. Fuck that guy. Wow. Then, in the main event, we had Pac take on Darby Allen. Winner will face off against John Moxley next week for the number one contendership, and Pac gets the victory. Then John Moxley, who was supposed, who was getting wheeled into an ambulance, kicks down the door. Cuts a promo while he was blinded with his blind for his eye patch on, bloody all towel and shit. Cuts a promo, maybe not, probably not his best promo in the world. I thought it was good. I thought it was very Stone Cold esque, the way that John Moxley came out and Jim Ross was really selling the hell out of it. So I enjoyed that part. I I think if it wasn't for Jim Ross, though, it probably would not have been the same. So you're telling me Jim Ross actually did a good job? Yes. Look at that. Look at that. Easy, I think it's an easy pick. Moxley over Pack next week. Eddie yes. Angle, what do you do to, to build up? Because I think, isn't the pay-per-view in January? Or is it in, I know I should be asking you this, but I feel like the pay-per-view is like right around the corner. It is. And we haven't really talked about it. Nope. I think it's in February. Is it February? Because it's okay. not next week, because that's the Royal Rumble. They're not going to run head-to-head with the Rumble. Oh, I don't know. Anywho, let's go and talk about NXT. Yay. Almost done. I know. So close. I gotta give really vague reviews, then we're done. So done. Since you watched the show, obviously, what kicked off NXT? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Keith, it's on my DVR. It's on the WWE Network. I don't have it. Sorry. Yes, you do. I oh, gave no. you my password. Kayfabe. You didn't give it to me. I'll give it to you. Give it to me, baby. Keith Lee comes out, talks a little bit, gets the Jeff Hardy treatment, gets cut off mid-sentence. Undisputed Eric comes out, beat him down, do the whole little chair spot on his ankle. Tomas Ciampa makes a save. Building up for Keith Lee and Roddy Strong next week. Because, you know, he won the uh, Fatal 4-Way match. Yes, he did. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Very vaguely, because we were probably tired at that point. You want me to hurry the fuck up? Probably. Because that's what always happens. I want to be making that sound. Hmm? Hmm? Then, we got the another opening tag team match as the Broserweights Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle defeat Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster in the first round of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I didn't know how to feel about that tag team. This is the thing that's going on with NXT right now. Is it's like they're just promoting too many different things at one time. It's like you're trying to introduce your own talent because they've only been on USA for a few months. And then you're trying to introduce all this NXT UK talent because not only do you have the 
Dusty Rhodes Classic that you have to promote, because half of the bracket is that. And then you also have to promote all these people that are in Worlds Collide, and it's like there's so much stuff going on at one time that's kind of hard to keep track. This match itself, very good match. Yeah. I mean, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, they had a hell of a ladder match at TakeOver Blackpool last week, and continued on. Did you see what uh, Baron Corbin tweeted about the AEW spot fest? No. He was uh, very disparaging of it, even though pretty much NXT had kind of the exact same match. So, kind of ironic. Well, I mean... You know, the old get-off-my-lawn, spot, 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 dive, 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 this is awesome, go home, no-sell everything, and there you go. That's basically what he tweeted. Man, do you blame the kid? No, I don't. I think oh, Baron Corbin is older than us, so I don't think you should be calling him a kid. Alright, kid. Come on. Stone Cold once said, when you think you're going too slow, slow down. So why? I'm going to take my advice. I'm going to take advice from old Stone Cold. Why, why would you want to slow down? Because when you think you're going too slow, slow down. That's why. I would speed the fuck up. No, you got to slow down. Because you don't want to go too fast. Yeah. What if you're late? Slow the fuck down. That's why I have a job and you don't. You know, Dominic. But I would actually be having my old job if I did slow the fuck down. <laughs> I made a res. I made my resume today. I know I'm a big boy. We can invite you. Well, I didn't tell you this, but maybe I might apply to work for the Oakland A's. So maybe what? me and the studio artists work for the Oakland what? A's. You just go to all the A's games by yourself. I know. Fucking. Be like the ham. I mean, you'll you'll have three tickets for the price of one, so you can sit right next to him. Yep. There you go. Uh, so we get Tommaso Ciampa comes out, and then we get basically the exact same thing with the Undisputed Era. He comes out, beats him down. Johnny, Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Gargano makes a save. We get a little DIY spot on... Was it Bobby you Fish? It. You got it. You got it. I think it was Bobby Fish. Was it Bobby Fish? I'm pretty sure it was Bobby Fish. So yeah, they do the whole corner spot with them. And later on, they do the whole reunion. DIY will face a mustache mountain at Take or Worlds Collide, which should be a fantastic match because every match Tyler Bate is in. Five stars. Five stars. If you haven't seen Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin, definitely check that Five out. Star. They also they do another beatdown in the parking lot. Keith Lee makes the save, so kind of no selling the ankle injury a little bit, but he's kind of. Angry. He's Keith Lee. But he's Keith Lee, angry. I think it was kind of the way you, you got to build this because Keith Lee is so much stronger than Roderick Strong. So next week, Keith Lee, Roderick Strong. I will just put the belt on Keith Lee, but I know they have TakeOver Portland to, to book next month. So do you just do the title ma- title switch here, or do you make him wait and do some sort of smallish finish with Undisputed Era? I think you make him wait. I think it'll mean more for him to, because Imperium, to get it because at... They're building to Worlds Collide next week. Imperium's supposed to be there. Undisputed Era's supposed to be there. Something's going down. So if it hasn't happened by that point, I think it's a foregone conclusion that something's going to happen with those two teams. Well, we'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. The Time Splitters faced off against the Grizzled Young Vets in the first round of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, and unfortunately they lost. Alex Shelley takes the pin, which kind of shows that maybe he's not long for NXT. Kind of sad, but it is what it is. I mean, I, I would actually be happy if Alex Shelley would stay. I ho- I would be really, really cool to have him there and, you know, have a role or something. But, you know, then again, you know, he's not probably cut for WWE anyway, so. 
the cruiserweight division is still a thing, and they had a triple threat match to determine the number one contender to face off Angel Garza at Worlds Collide next Saturday, and Isaiah Swerve Scott gets the victory over Tyler Breeze and Leo Rush. Fine cruiserweight match. I mean, I just d- abolished the thing altogether just because everyone's kind of a cruiserweight at this point. So, Dominic, your thoughts on, on this match? Should be a really good match. I'm very high on Swerve I, Scott. I don't even know why Tyler Breeze is still with the company. He's, he's been screwed over so many times. Just get out of there, dude. Tyler Breeze to AEW confirmed? Sure. Sure. Now, in the main event, we had the Women's Battle Royale. Yes, studions, we're almost done. Almost going to go home soon. Maybe. Not really. I don't know. Uh, a battle royal, bunch of women in the ring all at one time. And Shayna Baszler makes her return. Thought it was pretty slow early, but I thought it got really good late as the obvious contenders were left in the ring. Where was Shotzi? Well, they did the whole spot where Shotzi gets thrown outside, but she wasn't actually eliminated. And then she comes in at the very last second, dumps out Shayna Baszler like an idiot, celebrates for like two minutes, and then she gets dumped out. <laughs> Shotzi, you had it. Mia Yim and Shotzi Blackheart were in the ring at the exact same time, Dominic. Did your head explode? One of them did. And there's the joke. Then in the end, Dominic's favorite wrestler, Bianca Belair, got the victory in the end. I predicted this last week, I'm just saying. She interviewed, or not interviewed, eliminated, what the fuck am I talking about? The uh, Io Shirai, probably Dominic's other favorite woman's wrestler, but really... She is my favorite. His favorite wrestler. And poor Io took a hell of a bump, took a little flip over the top rope. Don't know if she crashed her head on the on the cement padding, whatever, but look nasty. I think Bianca Belair being the first contender to face off against Rhea Ripley, it's a good, easy feud that Rhea will win. Bianca's a big enough star where it seems like a big enough match, but you're not losing a whole lot with Bianca taking the loss here. I mean... If Bianca, as much as I don't care for her gimmick and all that, um, I do like the fact that it was her that won and not Shayna, not Mia, not Shotzi, not someone that, you know, would be more hurt by her losing to Rhea. Um, I think Bianca, like I said, even though I'm not a fan of hers, I think her losing, she won't be affected like you just stated. So, With Shayna coming back getting eliminated by Shotzi. Is this a one-off? It's a one-off. So does that is Shayna going to be at the Rumble next week? Yes. Does she win it? No. We will have to stay tuned because we'll have our predictions next week. Are we going to do a Royal Rumble drinking game? Are you going to come over? I'm going to try to. All right. It's next weekend, what's right? The, what's the drinking game? Every new entry, you got to chug a beer. And every elimination, you got to take a shot. Yes. So we're all going to die. No, I, I, I'm no shots, just beer only. So, every entrance, you chug a beer, and... Dominic, you're telling me you're going to drink 60 beers? Woo! Alcohol poisoning, here we come. Your tum-tum would really hurt. <laughs> Your mom would hate me, because I'll be shitting and throwing up everywhere. So stay tuned for next week. We will have our preview for Aurora Rumble, maybe even Worlds Collide, probably some more shenanigans with the Astros and 
the Red Sox, and more Barking Spiders. More Barking, more Barking Spiders, and we will know the Super Bowl matchup next week. A kind of preview, but we're going to go more in-depth the week of the Super Bowl. So thank you all very much for tuning in. Dominic, do we have any emails today? No, because nobody can remember the email. That is curveballncs at gmail.com. Maybe if you can remember it, you could write us an email. Maybe I'll say something about you. Maybe I'll call you sexy. I don't know. Or you can slide into the DMs on Twitter or Facebook. We will react to it. We will answer your question live, semi-live on air. You know what I really like if someone would send us a video? You like, 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 remember? Did you ever you used to watch the YouShoot videos, right? With that guy that like, what's in the bag? And then people would send in videos like, you know, like, you know, how gimmicky. big is Batista's dick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know, player. But you go on one on one with the Undertaker. Holla holla. Since we're go st- Tigers. <laughs> Since we're on the uh, uh. Get Dominic's gimmick of perfect impersonations, I was watching WD backstage on Wednesday. Freddie Prince Jr. was on the oh, show. Oh yes, and I forgot about this. He took Dominic's gimmick and he said that Oscar should have a translator. And verbatim, he did. Dominic's gimmick and spoke in a pseudo Japanese ass accent and oh, said, man, say. and he said, uh, Asuka say, I'm gonna beat you up or something like that. So Dominic, here's your floor to completely bury Freddie Prince and taking your gimmick and let him have it, Dominic. You know, I'm not gonna hold it against Mr. Prince because, you know, what 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 does he have going for him? He's a what a D a D actor, you know. His biggest role was in Scooby Doo. I feel sorry for him that, you know, he has to take some, you know, you know, B-level podcast. I'm giving us a B-rating, B you know, a little generous. Some B-level rated podcaster's gimmick and being, you know, an impersonator of Asuka or whatever we should do. You know, I feel sorry for him that he has nothing better going for him. So, I, you know, I pity him. But that does form. mean that he listens to the podcast. So, Freddie, hopefully you still stay a listener. Subscribe. Watch I'm tagging him. I'm tagging him in it. Oh, God. And if you'd like to see the tag, Dominic, where is the Twitter? Uh, what is it? Curveballs NCS? It is Curveballs NCS on Twitter. You can DM, DM us if Freddie Prince hasn't strucken us down and taken us down for Let's the Let's be honest here. He ain't got that power. He ain't got Zuckerberg money. He's got Scooby-Doo money, though. He got Scooby-Doo money. Thank you all very much for... If you, hey, wait. If he has Scooby-Doo money, I do have a dog. If you give me the Scooby Snacks... Maybe I'll let it slide. You know, my nickname in elementary school used to Goodbye be Goodbye and good night, Bang. Why'd you cut me off? Oh, I don't know. I was going to say, you know, many people might know that my nickname from high school and middle school was Cheats, but my elementary school nickname was Scooby, right, Dominic? Sure. We weren't that cool in elementary school. Yeah, because you're a... We were just janitor buddies. Yeah. Yeah. I totally did not invite myself over to watch Survivor Series at your house once. So. And I still do not remember you doing that. So You don't remember me calling and saying, Hi, Brandon said I can come over and watch it. And then your mom was like, oh, yeah, sure. Kind of. Kind I don't dropped know. off and was in your tiny-ass living room, bedroom. Uh, I actually, yeah, it was. I wouldn't, if it was, you came over to my house, we wouldn't have watched in my room because I didn't have so cable it was, it was TV. in the living room and there's a tiny-ass TV. And now I got this big-ass TV, and it gives you a headache when you stare at it for four hours watching WrestleMania. Yep. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Fuck you, I, I still don't, I honestly still don't, you keep telling me that story, and I don't remember, because I don't really remember watching Survivor Series. I remember more WrestleManias. 
can't remember which one it was. It was sometime after 2004, because that's when I started watching pay-per-views. Must have. Maybe we'll figure out what year it was next week on the podcast. Until next time, thank you guys for listening, and until next time, goodbye, and good night, and go Tigers! Let me in.